This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. Welcome back to the House of Hockey podcast. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And this week, uh, we have lots more hockey to do uh, and watch. And we even, you know, talk to a, uh, what would you call her, a fitness hockey coach? Yeah. Um, motivational recovery. I mean, she does yeah. almost everything. So it was really cool to talk to her. I mean, how, what did you think? Yeah, we interviewed Coach Callie. She is, um, yeah, she's all those things you said, the, the fitness trainer, recovery. She was a uh, competitive athlete her whole life. We talk about concussions. We talk about playing hockey. She's a goalie. Um, why Preventative. What, Yes. Injuries that could potentially be preventative and what you could do to heal and and how long you should take to heal too. So, yeah, it was really interesting to add this element to the podcast. This is a guest we haven't really had on before the like fitness trainer expert on the athlete's body and what goes into hockey players, mind and body and you know, training. So it was a really interesting conversation. She's a lot of fun. Um, I think you guys will really like that. That's coming up in a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. But I think we have to start with an update <sighs> on our um, bet because yeah. I just know that everybody who listens is waiting with bated breath to hear how I feel about being one step closer to getting a Chicago Blackhawks tattoo. It's <laughs> funny. And how I'm, Breezy will be getting no, no team-specific tattoo. tattoos. <laughs> of course. Knew that was going to happen. No, just kidding. No, I'm not it's, rubbing it in. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the first thing that went through my head last night when the Leafs lost. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of uh, bummed. I was really hoping we'd both have a team advancing to keep our bet alive. I mean, the bet on my half of the side is still going because the Chicago Blackhawks beat the Edmonton Oilers. Like I said, we would after a little bit of hesitation, I had yeah. to root for my boys. And after game three, I knew we were going to beat them. Yeah. And I was a nervous wreck breezy screaming at the TV Oh my God, it was such a nervous wreck. I couldn't even think straight after we won. It was like my brain couldn't compute that yeah. we won the playing round and we actually are officially in the playoffs now. I was like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> but I'm really excited. And, and I'm really excited. I have to say that at this point, whatever happens is a cherry on top. I think I said that before. But for us just to be in the playoffs officially makes me a very happy Chicago Blackhawks fan. So anything else that goes on beyond this will just be that much better. 
that's the attitude I'm taking going into the game against Vegas. That's uh, tonight. You know, I, I like that. I think that is a very positive way to look at things. Um, yes, I like that. Like <laughs> what do lot. you really want to say? <laughs> no, I, I think okay. that's good. I'm just, I'm just mad that none of my teams made it into the playoffs, which sucks, but at least it's like less nerve wracking. At least I can just kind of like chill. But I got to tell you, I think I jinxed everybody. <laughs> I really do. It's going through my head. Game one, I was camping, obviously. I brought all my jerseys there, and I was wearing them. Everyone lost. So then I was like, all right, next time, I'll be good. And then, you know, it was fine. And then it was like the Preds, like, do or die. And I was like, okay, I know I did, you know, I wore the jersey. There was bad luck. But I'm going to wear my shirt this time. It was still bad luck. And I was like, I'm jinxed. I'm jinxed. And then yesterday I was like, all right, well, let's see here. Do I wear the shirt or do I not wear the shirt? Do I wear a jersey? Do I not wear a jersey? Am I jinxed or did I reverse the jinx? If I don't wear it, does that mean? That's what's going through my head. And I I wore the shirt because I was told to wear it loud and proud. And I'm still jinxed. It's all my fault. That's a lot to put on you, Breezy. That's a lot to put on you. I feel like a lot of people feel that way, though. For sure. So I feel like I'm not alone, but at the same time, I'm just so mad at myself because (laughs) I should have known, should have stuck with my gut and not worn my shirt, and maybe, just maybe, odds would be different, but here we are. So what do you think uh, went wrong with Toronto? Uh, They they didn't play that's for sure they didn't play at all no it was there was who gets freaking shut out on an elimination game typical that's all i gotta say typical all right and what about your preds Mm, i i mean they they just couldn't figure it out either (laughs) i mean it was i mean you it was a more that series was better to watch it was better to watch. And if some of the key guys would have stepped up a little bit more, I think it would have been fine. I mean, Roman cannot carry the team on his back. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good players on the team. But if Roman had, you know, he's nominated for the Norris, he has a phenomenal season. And you're telling me that guy doesn't deserve alone. And I'm not being biased. I'm just saying alone doesn't deserve to go further. His teammates just didn't back him up, and they didn't step up, and I think he played really well, but um, they just came up short. I know. So I was thinking about, I mean, okay, first let me comment on the fact of how you feel like it's all your fault. I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. I Every hockey fan gets that feeling. Mm-hmm. And you're so right. It is so much more stressful when your team is in the playoffs. Like, it's a it's a good stressful, but it's like way more stressful. And it's, it is still just as exciting to watch the Stanley cup playoffs, like the NHL playoffs when your team isn't playing because like, Mm -hmm. it's just exciting hockey. Like if you're a true fan of the sport, Um, people who aren't a true fan would be like, no, it's not. It's only fun when your team's in. And it's like, well, then you're really not a hockey fan. So shut up. And your opinion doesn't count here. So, um, just, you know, go watch the NBA cause that's exciting. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm really nervous about the series with the Blackhawks in, in Vegas and this series, 
it's like a my heart is torn into two pieces because mm-hmm. I really do love that Vegas squad. I love like a lot of the players just as a as a in the whole sport of hockey. I really love that team and I love the city yeah. <laughs> and I love Leonard as I have said publicly many times how I think the Blackhawks should have kept him. However, I think this might have been a sign and a blessing in disguise that they have Leonard now, which gives the Blackhawks an inside track on how oh. to score against oh. Leonard and how to get into his head. So we might be able to use this to our advantage. Well, they better, even though that like hurts your, your ethics and your soul a little bit. It's right. playoff hockey. So like yeah. you've got to pull out all the steps. So this might yeah. be a blessing. It might be. You know, I think they do have a fighting chance. They do. Because they, they played a lot. I mean, we, we talked about it before. They played a lot better than in round one. What is it called? Round it's robin pl- or whatever. Well, it's the, the play-in play round that wasn't yeah. officially in the playoffs. It's the play-in fucking playoffs. Play-in. It's yeah. all the playoffs. They had to participate in the playoff play-in round. It's the playoffs. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Say it one more time. It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. <laughs> um, so, I mean, they played a lot better than both of us had anticipated, yes. even though, you know. So, at this point, I, I was talking to my friend this morning, and I was like, I, he was like, who do you think is going to win? I was like, I don't know. I know. You never know. Even playoff hockey is uh, unpredictable. Who you think is going to be a great team and can crush it. Uh, ultimately could not crush it. What I do have to call to everybody's attention was that in the uh, play-in round, I think I predicted all the winners except for the Canadians Penguin series. That was the oh. only one I'm pretty sure I got wrong. Fact check me on the on that episode. But I'm pretty sure I picked the Penguins to win against the Canadians. But everybody else I picked to win. Okay. No. Uh-uh. I, two. I missed the, the Jets in Calgary. I missed okay. two. I don't even remember who I said. You had Calgary. <laughs> I did pretty well. I'm pretty proud of myself. So. You know, I'm pretty proud of you, too. That was, that's good. I like that. That's good. Because my opinion means so much in the grand scheme of the hockey playoffs. At least you're not jinxed like me. It's fine. <laughs> I know. I just thought that was funny. I was like, oh, it's pretty well, actually. You're I should have probably good. done some kind of pool or something and put some yeah. money on it. But if I had done that, I would have lost. Right. That's how it always goes for me. So anyway. Yeah. Um... Let's just roll through this really quick. We'll do our rapid fire. If we have an opinion on what we think is going to happen, we can add it. But if we don't feel we need to, let's talk about the official first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs in 2020. Dun, dun, dun. All right. We'll start with the <laughs> Hawks Knights. I've got the Hawks all the way I, I, winning this series. I think it's going to be it – could, it could be a seven-game series. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the with the Knights and Yotes Avs. I want the Yotes. I can't. I don't think the Avs are gonna pull it out. I'm going for the Yotes too. Obviously, I want the best team to win. 
because they obviously beat the Preds. So <laughs> exactly, that'll at least so make you feel better. <laughs> exactly. Fun fact: I actually reached out to Lindsay Fry, who we had yeah. on, and I told her I was like, "That one stung." I was like, "But I'm happy for you." And she goes, "Sorry, not sorry." And I was like, "Wow, say how you really feel." I'm just mm-hmm. True hockey but player, just giving it to do- you. Yep, let's do uh, let's do Yotes. All right, I've got Flames beating Dallas. Dallas absolutely ridiculous in the uh, I don't even Robin. I don't even think they know how to play anymore. I have no. the Flames, and Same. if they lost Tyler Sagan, I mean he's been unfit to play for however long. So and Bishop Flames, too. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with with Sags. Yeah, I mean I just don't even know what the case could be. Like I know. I mean the dude looks like he's in tip top shape. He's I mean, it must be just some undisclosed injury at this point. I mean, I, I have no yeah. idea. So, yeah. Uh, on that note. He, yeah, because he was in the arena watching. So if he had the virus, yeah. I don't think they would let him in there to watch. Anyway, Flames. I got him. Flames. <laughs> uh, blues or Canucks? I've got – I said the Canucks earlier today to somebody, but I'm going to change that, and I'm going to go with the Blues. You know, this one's tough. I feel like I'm going to stick with, I'm going to stick with the Canucks just because my boy Tyler's Foley's on there. Uh, mm-hmm. He hasn't been playing. He also had an unfit to play or whatever, but I got to go with the Canucks. Okay. I got to stick with it. All right. Let's go to Audi. you have Philly or are you sticking with the Habs? I'm Philly is on fire. They I'm going are with Philly. They and are so do the dogs. The dogs agree as well. They do agree. <laughs> uh, this one, this one's tough. Like you said, Philly is on fire. I feel like I want to stick with the Habs because they're they they're surprising people. And if they were able to beat beat the Penguins, uh, Penguins really, I don't think they played that well though. So, um, personal opinion. So. I'm going to stick with the Habs, and I'm probably going to regret that, but I'm going to stick with the Habs. All right. I have no money bet on this, so I'm fine for staying with that. Me neither. I'm not betting money. Yeah. No. Like no I tattoo said. on the line for me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Um, I was dreaming. of. I was like, I'm already fantasizing about what tattoo I would get, where I would get it, what would yeah. I get, how big. Um, do I get just Blackhawks? Do I get the Indian head? Are they going to ultimately change their logo? No, they're not. They already said no. They work oh, okay. directly with the Native American group that, uh-huh. like, and they give their blessing. No, that they're not changing that logo. But Fantastic. I've been I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to get already, and like maybe this is some like good manifestation that we might win the yeah. Stanley Cup. But anyway, yeah. I digress. <laughs> Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Tampa Lightning or the Columbus Blue Jackets I'm picking Blue Jackets Col- yeah Blue Jackets for sure yep oh Blue yeah Jackets they've got it um Islanders Caps and Islanders yeah I'm going Islanders yep let's go come on let's go synergy <laughs> yeah Washington looks real like wobbly and disjointed in their yeah um, 
in their round robin play and the Islanders yeah. got that fire going and I don't know. I think, I think all the teams that were in that round robin are going to be in for a really rude awakening these first mm-hmm. two games in all of the series across the board because all of those teams are amped and like yeah. gelling. They've had, they've all had four games, if three to four games and five, right? Blue Jackets had five, right? So, yeah. or was it four? No, that was four. Five. Whatever. There's five. Yeah. So everybody is like gelling. They're ready. They know their lines. They know what they're doing. And these round Mm -hmm. robin teams, like the top teams, they're, I don't know. They looked like they didn't give a shit what happened. And that's (laughs) going to really affect. It does. It's really going to affect how they come into these series. They're going to have a tough time. It doesn't matter how good you are. You're going to have a tough time if you're not playing in that mentality of, I want to win. All right. right. Anyway, I will get off my soapbox. Canes and Bruins. I've got the Canes. The Bruins. Yep. Oh, my God. If you're a Bruins fan right now, you're shaking in your snow boots. Like you really happening? are. I mean, what? the Canes honestly could take it all. I mean, they're just – they're gelling. They're good. They're strong. Yeah. They're they're good. I, I mean, I'm a fan. They tailgate. I'll be tailgating with them. I mean, let's oh, yeah. go. Let's go. All right, those let's are our go. predictions. I'm super excited. Let's go. What do you say? How let's do you go. say it? Let's, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Well, we have a sponsor for this week's episode. It's called Playbook Products, playbookproducts.com. This is is a really cool concept, Breezy, don't you think? I do. I think it is a genius idea, and I'm kind of mad that I didn't even think about it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But they are... I mean, it's it's a great gift idea for mm-hmm. any sports fan, really, not just hockey fans. I mean, they have um, something for every sports fan. And, I mean, take it away. What? It, oh, yeah. What is? So they print, like, the X's and O's, the plays, like if you would draw it on a board, you know? Um, they take, like, famous plays from any sport and they show the diagram and you can print that on coasters posters, um, like drinking glasses, all kinds of really cool stuff. And I saw this and I was like, oh my God, I need a poster for my like home podcast office of the, like one of the Blackhawks plays. That would be so cool because people would come over and be like, or people watch me be like, Hey, what's that play behind you? And I'd be like, well, let me tell you. So and you get to relive that play over and over and over again, which is awesome. So oh, yeah. cool. And such like a, a cool memorabilia to have as a sports fan. So, Oh yeah. What would you get? What's like a memorable play for you? Um, I would say my favorite play as of recent would be when Tyler Toffoli was on the Kings and he he beat, he got the buzzer beater, 0.9 seconds left on the clock to beat the Bruins. And everyone freaked out because the Bruins thought, you know, no fighting chance at this point. So it was, uh, it was probably one of the coolest moments. And I think about it, I, I would say monthly, at least, <laughs> <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least I think I would, I would get Kane's, 
Patrick Kane's overtime Stanley Cup winning goal from 2010 uh, against the Flyers. Um, he scored like a couple minutes into the first overtime. The game was tied and he scored it. And that's when we brought the cup back to Chicago. And it being Patrick Kane was like so extra special for that 2010 series. Oh my God, he was so young then too. It's just so crazy. But that's that's what I would get. I would get that on a big poster. Or I would do like, I would pick out like four different plays on coasters, but then I would frame yeah. the coasters. Cause that I, would I be think cool. that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It would be cool too if you can uh, get like a poster or something like that and then have that player or the team or whatever it is, sign it, frame it on the wall. There you go. Boom. Done. That's a goal. I got to, we got to make that happen. (laughs) Yep. We got to order um, it. Got to order it. it Make it happen. And if you want to order that Patrick Kane play or that Tyler Toffoli play or Gretzky's 93 OT goal or any of your team's famous plays or goals. Just look for it at playbookproducts.com. Check them out, www.playbookproducts.com and uh, get your playbook product today. And uh, if you do, let them know that we sent you there. This episode, we are bringing in a new take that we haven't talked about yet on the House of Hockey podcast on the hockey lifestyle with Coach Callie. She is a personal trainer, yoga teacher, and she specializes in hockey strength and recovery. And her take on fitness recovery really applies to everyone, including, you know, athletes who are working on physical fitness and just anybody who's trying to be fit and especially hockey players. So welcome coach Callie. Welcome to the house. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've been listed first time caller, long time fan. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) We love it. And this is a unique um, topic that Breezy and I haven't had anybody on to discuss um, sort of like the mental and physical aspect of, of hockey and the game on the body of the athletes and you're an athlete uh tell us a little bit i you were um a you're an avid skier horse competitive horseback rider and you are even a semi-pro snowboarder and you also play (laughs) hockey but like tell us a little bit about your athletic journey (laughs) uh so i grew up in lake tahoe uh, a small town called Truckee. most people don't know what it is uh i say where the donner party ended you know ate ate each other um we actually had that in history so it's not that off um so the biggest journey for me was you know I pretty much hit the slopes like as as soon as I turned two my parents had me skiing um so I was avid into skiing I am old enough that snowboarding was not allowed on most ski resorts when I was a kid um it wasn't until I hit junior high that they finally allowed snowboarders because you know snowboarders were the bad kids, you know? Um, so as soon as I got to try snowboarding, I just fell in love with the sport and, uh, I became a park rider. So doing all the rails and stuff, because that was something that I really enjoyed. And then I got to see like people like Sean White come up all the time. That was when I actually got to meet, uh, Wayne Gretzky once cause he was skiing with his family. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 <laughs> tell us that story right now. We need a, we need a hockey story of how you met Gretzky. 
and then go back so, to your athletic stuff. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so that was one of the biggest ones for me is that everybody at the ski resort was being like, oh my God, do you know who that is? And you know, I was probably like six or seven at the time. Um, and he was just there with his family and I was just like, okay. And then like, I got on the ski lift and he was right next to me. And so like, I sat on the ski lift with him and like everybody's, and he was like, just asking me random questions. And I was like, Oh, you have a fun accent. And like, (laughs) you know, I was this small town kid. I had no idea. And then I get off the chairlift and my dad looks at me and he goes, that's like the legend hockey player. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Oh, (laughs) So it was, he was super nice of, you know, I guess whenever you're a kid, hockey players are so much nicer. <laughs> yeah. When you're they want to sign everything. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get an autograph? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> At the time I was just like, I want to go skiing now. Forget it. <laughs> oh man. And now, nowadays, knowing who it was and, and knowing his history, you would have been like, can I have you sign everything for me? Oh, my God. Yeah, I probably would have run and got it tattooed, you know? <laughs> hey, I'm right there. I, write, I probably would, too. Would you write 99 <laughs> on, like, everything that I own, and then I'll just keep it forever? Yeah. I second oh, yeah. that. I second that. <laughs> anyway, oh continue on with your uh, athletic journey. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, pro snowboarder I at 16 actually was like I'm not going to do school anymore so I went to a charter school I got it approved thank goodness to Tony Hawk uh, to have snowboarding and uh, horseback riding be my PE Uh, so I was on the slope and in the stable as much as I possibly could at the time Um, and then I ended up getting not one not two, but five concussions within a year span uh, from horseback riding and from hitting my head. Cause you know, at the time when we were, when you're snowboarding helmets weren't a thing, you know? So it was like the same thing as hockey where, you know, pads and stuff didn't really come along for a long time. Uh, So I had my doctor finally tell me that at 17 and he's like, you either need to stop now and complete and maybe you know you'll have a normal healthy life or you can continue and I can't guarantee that you'll live past the next one um so here's where I'm gonna get all teary uh (laughs) so this is where I had to as a teenager redecide my whole life um because I just was for sure that I was going to be a pro snowboarder and that was what I was going to do with my life and like go to the Olympics and that was my whole idea for my life and then it was everything came to a screeching halt um so that was the biggest thing that I learned uh that was the most okay that was the darkest place in my life I want to say where it was just like your complete identity is gone like it was something that I never thought that I would have to go through um so I ended up finding a really good uh therapist personal trainer and a uh, physical therapist and my physical therapist at the time was like you really need to try yoga I think it would really help you with the mind getting your mind back together Uh, because brain traumas are so different that you actually have to connect you know brain stems back together after something's happened from slamming your slamming your dome into stuff (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this is why one of the big reasons why I have taken this fitness journey as well is that you know 
seeing players like Crosby and like how fast he came back from some of these brain injuries um, was really devastating to me just because I know how, how much pressure is put on an athlete to get back to normal when really it's, we should be taking the time and it's really hard. <laughs> when as a kid, I didn't get to play much hockey because I had to choose between two expensive sports already. Uh, and hockey's really expensive, especially when I was a kid. Like it was hard to get anything. So do you still live in Truckee area or do you travel there often? Uh, my, my dad still lives there. So I travel at least twice a year, if not more. Um, I definitely, at least before Corona, I was going to at least seven Sharks games a year. <laughs> oh. uh, I have family in San Jose too. So it's nice to be able to just crash on their couch if I want to go see a game. Any uh, pond hockey up in uh, Tahoe area that you've ever tried out? Tons, actually. Um, like where I live, there was a pond like right across the way that would freeze over every time and that's how I found out a lot about hockey was like you know a lot of my friends would go play it over there and then um Mammoth has a big outdoor uh what is it pond like, hockey like tournament a- yes tournament that's the word <laughs> got it nailed it we struggle <laughs> with words regularly on this podcast all the time all the time it's okay <laughs> I couldn't think of the word exhibition game the other day i was like it's the fake game it's the game that doesn't count it's like the preseason game that's not (laughs) preseason it's like for fun but not for fun i don't know whatever (laughs) right exactly (laughs) so then how did you get into playing hockey and i honestly it's pretty incredible that you're even back on the mountain snowboarding after that very serious news from your doctor at such a young age about the concussions and stuff. So how did you transition into playing hockey? So originally, (laughs) I think as everybody on here has ever said, is that we all found the love of the mighty duck. (laughs) And I absolutely loved Kat. She was like the badass bully (laughs) that you like wanted. She was like pretty and like awesome. And I was like, okay, she's like my new idol Uh, and like um so it started there and then me and my friends ended up getting rollerblades and going to play on frozen lakes when we could and just trying whatever we could but you know not knowing anything about the game and then when I got finally got a little bit older um the sharks came so then there was more options of like where to go and who to talk to and like actually learn the like you know, how to play the game besides like a flying bee that doesn't even exist. Uh, (laughs) No, but, but, uh, so that's where it all started. Um, and then I kind of gave up on it all because I was just like, well, I can't afford another brain injury and I can't afford to start a new sport that I can't continue. So I ended up finding, like all kinds of back back and forth and always going to games and being really interested and having friends that were into it. And then finally the Sharks had a fantasy camp, which I think most all NHL teams have now. Uh, So I really wanted to go be a part of that. So I was like, I'm just going to go play. So I did the like learn to play and then like had like people try to teach me how to play hockey and I just never got into it. (laughs) So Finally, 
I ha- I saw this flyer for my coach who was doing like clinics for little kids on how to become a goalie. And I was like, oh man, I've always wanted to be a goalie because Kat and I loved her. And like when I played soccer, I always wanted to be the goalie because you were the only one that like could hit people pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. And you so don't have to I run kinda... or skate. You just can like hang out. But I found out that goalies have to be one of the best skaters on the ice. Like, yeah, it's, it's mind blowing. <laughs> we actually have to have way more skill, but I found a coach right away and I was just like, okay. So I went to like my local, like play it again. And I was like, I found some hockey pad, some goalie pads that were my size. And I just went and started the clinic. <laughs> so I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I had balance because I had skated before, but like, I didn't know like anything like crossovers or any of that stuff and then I ended up finding through my goalie coach another coach um from Ontario who was coming and he taught me some of the most amazing stuff about how to be a goalie and like a beer league goalie because I don't know like I live in Southern California so down here like we get the ass end of like late night skates and we get like no coaches really want to help because they're like well the kids are going to make more money and they're going to go places we're like you're just a beer league player and what are you going to do (laughs) are you really going to take me that seriously so it was cool to have a coach really actually dive into how to better myself as a beer league player and I mean I'm rookie and I'm not going anywhere far but I definitely want to be the best of my ability you know so that was definitely something that I was truly grateful for. So it was very cool. And in the crease goalie goalie training is I still follow them. And, oh man, they have 500 rinks within like 10, 10 miles. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) So do you have have, three? So do you have like weird goalie things? Cause you know, goalies are always very, um, unique uh, you can say it we're weird as fuck yeah uh, <laughs> that was when I found out that I was truly home like yeah. I was like oh my gosh all my weirdness all my life that everybody's been like oh you're so weird and I was like I'm finally home like I finally found my people <laughs> that's like awesome. yeah my I my pipes are my best friends and they are Selma and Louise and we go down together like yeah <laughs> I know that they save my ass most of the time, <laughs> especially in beer league. Yeah. Have you come across any goalie that you're like, wow, you're really weird or you have like really weird superstitions that was like really out there? We're like, I think we're kind of searching for like the weirdest thing a goalie's ever said. I mean, goalies are weird. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of like, I feel like there's no way to out top how weird we are. Um I have definitely found myself anytime I go to a professional game or even like a beer league game, like I always watch the goalie because some of them will slap the post. Some of them have weird like twitches where you actually think like they have Tourette's or something because they're constantly like shaking their head. I had a goalie that was in a semi-pro team um, that won three games and would not let the equipment manager or himself wash his gear. So he put it right back into his bag. And that thing you could smell for miles. Um, 
I think that that's probably how he won, though. Like, nobody wanted to score on him because they're like, you can smell you from, like, like pig pen. They could just, like, you know, it was like that stench around him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I mean, the jock straps, I think, are a big one, but I think that goes for players, too, that just don't watch them all season. They kind of bet people stuff for, like, after the games. For example, like, you know, like, if I win this, then, you know, you have to buy me new pads. Or, okay. you know, if we win this series, like, stuff like that for motivation, I feel. But I feel like the rituals beforehand are the weirdest thing. Like, you know, like, having to put on one skate before the other. Uh, <laughs> I think... Um, for a lot of us, like the sweatband in your helmet is like, you're supposed to wash that all the time. And I've met multiple goalies that don't. And it's just like, man, <laughs> I, that is so gross. <laughs> oh, no. And like, you know, acne purposes. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's just because we're chicks. I found this out by being a goalie. Uh, you actually hit the post to see how far away you are from each post so that you can make sure that you're in the center. Oh. Um yeah right Uh, what's your on ice ritual do you have any things that you do um, besides the post thing i always thank selma and louise for having my back um that's my post in case you didn't know uh (laughs) and then my biggest thing is i always have to shovel like i'll always like shave the ice to where i like it and then i have to shovel it but i have to shovel it from left to right okay it's super weird (laughs) <laughs> we've and heard then, it all <laughs> and then normally if I, like I would be scared to be mic'd up ever because I whistle I yell at people I'm like ooh that was really good or I'll just like the chirping that I say like sometimes it's just like so bad because I'm just tripping over my words because uh, <laughs> when I get out on the ice I try to turn off my brain like it is literally like one of my therapies like I don't have to think about anything but that play in that moment Right. Um, yeah. Besides if I get scored on and then I think about it for like the next three weeks. Um, <laughs> right. Right. But that's a goalie thing. <laughs> that's a, that is a good therapy being present hockey, hockey as like the new meditation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really is my meditation. Cause I literally legitimately can turn off my brain of everything else. Yeah. It's nice to be out on the ice too, just because it's like, one, it's crazy that we can even do that. Like these thin little blades are are carrying us. That's fine. Uh, and then two, like you don't have to be pretty. It doesn't matter what you look like under the mask. Nobody knows. So it's like, it's nice to not have to worry about what you look like in that moment, especially when you're like dripping water all over yourself and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit more then about how you got into personal training and uh, that story of your life and how you apply some of these things you're mentioning to the people you train as well as to your own game of hockey. Uh, So I found fitness like the, I mean, I found it as soon as I got on my concussions at 17. Um, I've had body dysmorphia since I was very young and, uh, I've also been very, I've done a lot of um, self-mutilation. Will you tell um, people listening what body dysmorphia is in case they aren't familiar with that? Of course. Uh, It's one of my biggest things that I think all of us actually have. We just don't know it. Uh, 
body dysmorphia is when you look at yourself in the mirror and you see yourself as bigger or not as pretty or you just see things that aren't there. It's almost like an optical illusion and it's just your brain's interpretation of what it thinks it sees, Um, which is from some people, they've said that it could have been from my concussions that I built this. Um, I think it's just that, you know, I was never a skinny mini girl and I got boobs at, you know, uh, in fourth grade. So I was, I don't know if you guys have ever seen now and then, but I was totally yes. that girl. I was, I was the tomboy who was like taping down my boobs so that my friends wouldn't see me as a girl. Yeah. Um, you were Christina Ricci <laughs> in that movie. I yeah. love that movie. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Cause I it was, this was like the first time that I felt like somebody actually understood what I was going through. Um, but yeah, so the main thing is that it's your brain tricking you into thinking that I mean, it's a lot of where people get anorexia and bulimia from. It's because they see themselves in the mirror in a different way. Like they can be bones and still want to still want to not eat because they see themselves as fat. Mm-hmm. Um, fat is a four letter or is a three letter word that I think we should change um, completely. Uh, but I've noticed it even more in the fitness world now. Is um, it's called it's, it's really overtraining is becoming the new fad diet um where people will work out super hard or you know a lot of athletes that I see are training two to three times a day already and then they'll train on top of that like they'll go put on like a plastic suit and go run um so it's really one of those things that we all need to work on but (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I found fitness at a very young age and it also was something that helped me be a better athlete so it was one of the things that I really found like I hated it like I obviously I chose not to go to PE anymore because I hated recreational like anything in the gym was so monotonous and boring and awful and I could never understand why people could spend two hours in the fucking gym like are you fucking kidding me um and then I found powerlifting or weightlifting and it changed my life completely. Um, for me, it was like, finally, I found something that was like, hey, fuck cardio, right? And I was like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, so it was one of those things where it was like, okay, I finally felt like, okay, now I can understand why people are doing this. And I finally was, I was addicted to the result of what it was. Um, because, you know, deadlifting, weight and squatting and all the the four major ones can really help improve your game. Like I have one athlete that he was having a really hard time with power skating and really getting any sort of speed. And he thought it was because of edges and stuff like that. And then we got him in the gym and he was squatting and he was squatting. Finally, he was squatting his body weight, which is something that we all should do. Uh, and he was finally able to shave that time off of his thing off of his you know whatever off of his record so it was one of those things where it's just like once you find it you find it um but then I found yoga and that has changed my life um I definitely don't call mine yoga (laughs) it's kind of like the fuck yoga of it all (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because Yoga has a very like, oh, you're supposed to be super teeny and you're flexible. And it's like, I'm not flexible and I'm a goalie. So it's even weirder because I can't do the splits. 
um, working on it. You can't actually get there. Um, but I have really have long femurs, so we're going to blame it on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, yoga has been one of the things that has changed my life, too. It's really about mobility. Um, mobility is something that helps us recover faster. Um, and yoga is one of the things that has retrained my brain on how to think of things and how to do things. Um, I work with, I volunteer and work with vets. Um, I do a, a yoga certification or I did a yoga certification that works strictly with them called connected warriors. Um, so it's a free program to all vets, um, to help them recover and get back to normal. Um, it's free to their friends and family. Um, which I love and it taught me so much about how to be a better teacher instructor person in general um, because they don't trust you and I've learned that with my athletes as well is that if you put them in anything that's uncomfortable they're gonna freak out and get the hell out of it as soon as they can um, and it's very vulnerable to lay on the floor um, but they actually stay laying on the floor with your head you know with your chin pushed down so you have that double chin looking real sexy Mm-hmm. Um, could actually reset our spines from all the texting and driving and computering stuff we do because we just we're doing this like mm-hmm. we're literally we just need to bring it all back yeah. <laughs> I agree I with like that so <laughs> no you're fine you're fine so let's talk about a little bit like some hockey injuries and I mean we've heard a lot of you know stories by you know stuff going wrong and freak accidents I mean there was a freak accident last night uh for the Toronto Maple Leafs game where Jake Muzzin had kind of hit his face a little weird and his spine got all or not his spine but they were worried about his neck so how would you say or how would you go about like an injury like that and trying to to help a player whether it's recover or maybe even prevent an injury from like from that happening Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I always say go to your doctor first. I work with a lot of physical therapists too. So I definitely always say start there. Um, cause they're going to have the best idea of what your injury is. But after going through all of that, and if you're ready, um, strength training is one of the biggest ones that we can do to prevent ourselves from getting injured. Um, helping with force and blow and stuff like that. Um, like with neck injuries, like our necks are so crippled compared to what they used to be um, because we don't have to turn around anymore to back our cars up because we have a camera. <laughs> so <true>. like, <laughs> so neck stuff is actually one of the ones that I actually do teach a lot just because it's one of those ones that it's just, we really do need to strengthen the muscles and the little muscles that are underneath the big muscles and making sure that we're always keeping them mobile. And really, you know, we should have, a stretching practice for at least 10 to 15 minutes in the morning every day of just things that we should be doing. Um, those are the biggest ones, um, for recovery, for injuries, it's all different. That's the reason that people get so injured is because their muscles aren't actually warm. So when they actually get out there, they just, I mean, that's why a lot of goalies tear their groin is because they didn't actually warm up before they got out there. They just did a couple stretches on the ice, which is freezing that freezing your muscles again. Even if it's hot yoga, if your muscles aren't warmed up, you're gonna rip stuff. Like your muscles aren't meant to just go from zero to sixty. We're not cars. No. What are your <laughs> thoughts on 
pills, prescription medications, CBD, like pain management, because in the sport of hockey and even outside of it, we've heard lots of stories of athletes who are getting addicted to pain pills and it leads to all these other, um, not for everybody, but it can lead to a lot of other addictions and traumas. And a lot of that is of course, like connected to the mind. Uh, so how do you feel about, you know, all of that? And even maybe, you know, the league allowing marijuana to be legal in the NHL or any of the other, um, professional sports as a means for healing. Um, let's see. That was a <laughs> lot. Put, that was like a I, lot of thoughts I had about all of no, those things. But how do I put this nicely and that it's all bullshit? Um, all of it's placebo. Like, you know, you see the tapes on people, like that's all just placebo. If it makes you feel better, go for it. Um, but the pain medications are def like pain is a reason like our, that is our body telling us that like something's fucked up. Mm -hmm. So really we should be listening to that. Um, cause pain is the indicator. And if we keep moving through pain, then it's only going to make it worse. Right. Like pain is like telling our brains like, Hey, this sucks and I don't like it anymore. So just putting masking it is only making it worse. Um, for me, like the, one of the hardest times for me is after the season's over and you see the injury list and mm -hmm. people playing with broken feet and, you know, broken fingers and, you know, busted faces. Like it is mind boggling how, you know, it's supposed to be like, you have to get back out there and you have no choice. Um, for me, I worked in pharmaceuticals and I know how money driven that industry is. Um, that for me, I had to get out and that's also why I ended up being a personal trainer is because I was like, Oh, you can heal yourself without pharmaceuticals. It's crazy how fast they want you to recover and be okay. And it's not, and sometimes you just have to be like, it's not okay. Um, that's why I am, I, I have not personally used it, but like the CBD and THC, um, options that are out there, I do think are definitely better, um, in the fact that you're rubbing it on your skin and not actually taking it. Um, so like, you know, you can get that instant pain relief. Like I love icy hot. I think I'm addicted to it. Um, <laughs> but you know, like <laughs> Those are things that we can be doing to our bodies that it's not taking the pain sensory away. We want that pain sensory because we need to know what's wrong with our body so we can fix it. And the human body is meant to be fix itself. If you're taking Advil or, you know, any sort of pain reliever consistently, normally it's some sort of band-aid. So there's something else that we could be working on in order to actually make you feel better. Um, in the NHL, it's too hard because, you know, they want results and they want it quick. So it's definitely one of those things that I feel like if they had more time to recover, which it sounds like they're starting to think about, pads are a lot lighter, but also a lot denser than they used to be. And ice hurts, um, regardless of what anybody says. <laughs> Most of the injuries, even like we talked about him already, but like Crosby, like one, like some of his most crazy concussions were actually from people's shoulders or elbows and yeah. only because the pads are made so well now but they're so light but it's like the the body isn't meant to take that kind of force moving at that kind of speed right and the game is faster so the guys are moving faster on the ice even with the yeah. blade like 
blade technology <laughs> is improved so they can go even faster too. It's true, right? Yeah. I don't feel like players should be penalized for taking the time that they need. But they're also being told like, oh, you're not masculine enough if you're not back out there. So that's one of the stigmas we're trying to get rid of. (laughs) (laughs) In this hockey community, there is sled hockey. And they are incredible. And I volunteer for a team down here that are the Ducks. Um, But there is life outside of hockey that still involves hockey. So this hockey community is so deep in it's just embrace of everybody that um, it's cool to see like, you know, kids in wheelchairs be able to play hockey, like, you know, and kids that never thought that they'd be able to be on ice get to be on ice. So that's definitely something that touches my heart. But uh, back to the number one of my life, <laughs> that is the, the biggest heartbreaker ever, um, mm-hmm. Sharks. Um, so I grew up in Lake Tahoe and they were the first team to come to Northern California, which was, a godsend to me. Um, I've always liked sharks as an animal. Um, it's just they're so badass, but yet so like angelic that it was one of those things that I've always loved and always found that I was drawn to. Um, and then, fuck, we got teal. God, it's like the coolest color ever. But anyways, <laughs> it is. It is a cool color. <laughs> The team has not always been the greatest, but we do our best to try and the heart is the biggest thing. Um, No, but in reality, the Shark Tank and the fan base has been one of the biggest things to help my life. Um, I have met some of my best friends at the tank or through Sharks. We even have like a Sharks Southern California fan club. So um, (laughs) we you know, we go and we watch games together or we go to the pond and sorry, we go to Honda center and we go together. Um, I will not go to Staples ever again. It was the most terrifying oh. thing in my life. Um, but <laughs> glad I you guys went. are both like shaking your heads. Like, yeah, it is <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Your Weird. Kings fans can be a little aggressive. And the thing is, is not all of them know the game. Like it's kind of Southern California mentality and now Vegas that we don't, they don't actually know the game. They're just like, yay, we, (laughs) we want something we're good. Um, But for me, I went to Boston and everybody warned me about Boston. And of course my sharks lost, so that's fine. But Boston was nothing compared to the, to the Staples Center. Like really? I (laughs) never once did I feel uncomfortable and I've seen Boston throw down with their own fan base. Yeah. I have to say, I mean, there's a huge rivalry between the ducks and, and the Kings and then the Kings and the sharks. So anytime either one of those teams and now Vegas Kings fans hate Vegas, but anytime one of those opposing teams comes into Staples center, I mean, it's, it's an all out war uh, just given the, the history that, you know, the three California teams have had with each other, but, um, but yeah, I would say that there's a lot of, a lot of fans that go to Kings games because it's becoming such a, a popular sport in, in Southern California and even in California in general that they don't necessarily know the game, but they, they think they know the game and they want to know the game, but they're not the friendliest of crowds that could potentially uh, walk in the building. 
obviously Breezy is a Kings fan and I like her because we have a fucking <laughs> yeah. podcast together. Um, <laughs> but I have, I have in my time now, like being that I live in LA, I've met a lot more Kings fans and, and they are good. There are good people in there, but they are fierce with those rivalries and they take that shit. Oh serious. yeah. And I don't oh, yeah. think I'm never going to hear Chloe ever again in my life. <laughs> Did you say Chloe? Yeah, that Chloe King's incident is going to go down. Like, I'm probably going to die hearing about that. What incident? What am I missing? Uh, during the playoff, like the last time the Sharks Kings played, um, right? I think it was the first cup, whatever. They've got two. Let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see uh, Big Joe win a cup. So I'm, I do uh, too. But Chloe, one of the players on the Sharks, put his stick over the bench and tried to touch the puck and that has been the thing and it didn't get called so like Kings fans have been pissed off about it forever um they ended up winning the game so it was one of those things where it's like it didn't do anything so I don't get why you're so upset but I mean he is kind of a pain in the ass but so good looking (laughs) do you follow women's hockey at all or like you know, do you work in the, you know, promotion of younger girls getting into the sport and stuff like that, like advocacy for that kind of thing? Or where do you stand with, you know, the professional side of the game for women? Um, We have the lady ducks down here uh, because, you know, we're affiliated with the ducks because of the goals. Um, The lady ducks are definitely something that I definitely enjoy watching. Um, But like, you know, we have, there's incredible women athletes like Kendall Coyne, who is an amazing speed skater. And now she's, you know, announcing for the, for the sharks. Um, and then uh, Shannon Cebados is my favorite goalie as a, as a fucking female. Um, but not even as just a female, you know, she's broken into playing with the big boys. So um, I am all about, chicks wanting to do bigger things um I believe in women empowerment in general uh (laughs) because I really do believe that we all should be out there together um especially since they say 91 percent of all women hate their bodies um so as a personal trainer I feel like we should not be hating ourselves and normally it's from our own personal hate that we take on reasons for why we judge other women um so for me it's like getting out and being in hockey where you don't have to be pretty, like I said, like you can just play is so important. Um, I've noticed a triple in the number of women that are on my rookie league. Um, It's more women than men now, um, which is pretty impressive. Um, It doesn't really matter how you get into it. Like I have a lot of girls that are like, Oh, well, my boyfriend really likes it. They were just like, I don't care how you got into the game. Like, I'm glad you're here. Um, Yeah. I am working, I work closely. I'm an ambassador for Lift the Mask of the Goalie Guild. Um, So lifting the stigma on brain traumas and, you know, needing mental health uh, stuff is definitely one of the big things that I do. And there is a bunch of girl goalies that are just owning the game right now. And uh, one of the ones that I've, I actually have the honor of playing with on a regular weekly basis. Um, She's 16 and she is just an absolutely phenomenal goalie. Um, 
she wants to do big things. And I think that it's a big deal. And I, I, oh man, it was heartbreaking last year when, you know, a lot of the female pro hockey players all took, you know, a stand and said that they weren't getting paid enough. Mm -hmm. Um, It's heartbreaking to hear that, that, you know, most of them aren't even able to pay their rent with, you know, playing hockey. And it's just like, we shouldn't be punished because we have vaginas and can't skate as fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've said it multiple times here on the podcast that the women watching women play at the highest level is just as exciting as watching the NHL in, in my opinion. And I'm sure, you know, it's taken me until I was this age to actually see a women's game of like the professional level Um, so that's crazy in and of itself. Um, we definitely need to have more conversations and promotion for this, for the sport for women. Yeah. hundred percent. Tell us (laughs) more about the, the goalie, the goalie guild, right. And the Mm -hmm. lift mask. Tell us a little bit more about that. And, you know, what do people need to know of if about people who have mental health issues or, you know, need some help on the mental side of things? And, you know, how do you describe getting rid of that negative stigma around mental health? So the goalie guild is actually a book written by Justin and Oh man, the brain. I'll come back to it. But anyways, uh, they wrote books on pretty much how to own the game, and it's it's got a goalie that looks like a like he's like meditating, which they dive into in the books is just how to the mind body connection of it all. Um, and then they ended up starting Lift the Mask, which is a nonprofit to help goalies get any sort of um sorry mental health assistance that they can so they help with getting them therapy or you know different types of different types of help out there um so for me I believe that everybody should have a therapist I think that it's one of the biggest things that we can do is we can't heal ourselves without healing our mind first Um, because it's all about perception. It's all about how we see life and how we see things. And if we're always constantly seeing the negative in things or, you know, me having concussions and seeing so many athletes go down such a terrible road, um, the amount of suicides that we've seen, um, just with mental health and having it not be manly to talk about feelings is one of the biggest things, um, for me, that's really hard to understand. Um, but not, not to understand because as a female, I've always been a tomboy. I've always wanted to fit in with the boys. So I never wanted to seem girly ever. Um, so I've had to overcome my own stigmas on what I thought was brave or strong or, you know, asking for help is actually one of the strongest things that we can do. And, it's cool to have somebody, you know, something like lift the mask to be able to go to that can actually help us not only start with a place, but also start with a comfort, you know, it's a community too, where like it helps us be in a comfortable space where we can open up. Um, because so many of us struggle with things and depression and 
I think they said like it's over 90% of people have some sort of depression or anxiety. Um, and then on top of that, now we're, we've been locked up for so long, you know, we've been in quarantine. <laughs> um, so they're talking about, you know, the self-talk is becoming even worse right now. So there is tons of options out there, but you know, it's that whole stigma that asking for help is not okay. And like, you're not masculine if you have depression or if you're anxious about something or, you know, you're not feminine enough if you don't cry about certain things or if things don't affect you. And like, it's all these things that it's just like, there's so many people to help you and don't go about it alone. Like, I don't know where I would have been if I didn't have, you know, my family and therapists and physical therapists and other outlets to go when I was told that I couldn't do something that I'd worked so hard for my whole life. That it's just, it's nice to have so many open conversations about this and to have so many places to go with it. Um, I know that even the NHL is starting to push more on mental health stuff and making it a bigger deal and concussion awareness. So it's cool that we have all of this stuff to go to now. Like it's all at our fingertips. We don't even have to like, (laughs) we don't have to ask for help in like real life. We can do it online. Before we go into our final two firing questions, um, (laughs) I think, (laughs) and you know, it's coming without spilling out all of your secret sauce. Um, what would you say for all of the, the parents or young people uh, who are playing um, or who want to continue their career, what would you give, what piece of advice would you give on making sure that their bodies and mental health and just make sure that they continue on the right path so they don't um, get into like a little rut where they could potentially be heading down a, a, a wrong road when it comes to mental health or uh, just not allowing their body to, to heal. Do you have any advice for that? Yes. (laughs) Um, So the biggest one that I have is rest is so crucial. And rest days are one of the ones that everybody, like I said, overtraining is one of the biggest things that people do, but really listening to our bodies, like your body knows best on what it needs. Um, So for me, it's always taking rest also listening to your body. So knowing when your body doesn't want to rest, because there's a complete difference between pain and discomfort, which we need, which you need to find the line on. Um, Cause pain is something that we need to listen to where discomfort is just like, Oh, I did, you know, I did too many setups or like burpees or my, my coach makes us like snail drag across the, across the ice. <laughs> and that's like the worst thing on the planet. Um, but the biggest thing for me is taking rest definitely finding, you know, some sort of outlet, either mobility or yoga or something along those lines to help you recover. And also giving your time that your body that time to recover and also finding a, you know, an off ice coach that's as good as your on ice coach. Cause what we do off ice is just as important as what we do on ice. So that's the biggest thing for me. I like it. Well said. And you didn't give too much of your secret sauce away because obviously <laughs> that comes rest, with the, damn it. <laughs> yeah, but rest. <laughs> All right. So the two fire questions, who would you say is your hunk of hockey? This is hard because <laughs> I'm, I know you guys always ask this question. Um, 
for me, my go-to is always Staylock. Um, he's for, he's a goalie for the Wild. Um, he actually got sliced by a skate on his on his calf, and they didn't know if he was going to come back. And now he just had a shutout in the playoffs. Like, come on now. Um, for me, that's just sexy. I like the underdog, the recovery. Um, Big Ben is one of my big favorites. He's oh, tall, dark, and handsome and makes the <laughs> saves. I feel like goalies are always – Holby is one of my favorite. I mean, I love them all. Uh, yeah. Pecorine, <laughs> uh, but if I'm going off of a true goalie, I feel like you always have to say that you love your D. So Hedman is definitely one of my other favorites. I know I didn't say one shark. Mm. It's okay. It doesn't have to. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that a lot. <laughs> I don't love my sharks and I don't, I, I'm sorry. And I, and I, I love him and I believe that Burns was great at one point, but I definitely hope the Kraken take him. Ooh, <laughs> that is, okay. So that, I've never heard that before. <laughs> it's the only way that we can get him out of that huge contract and open up some cap space. <laughs> That's true. true. It is true. Wow. Sorry, guys. I know. It's the unpopular but <laughs> I love it. We need to rebuild, man. This team needs yeah. to be imploded from the inside, and we'll start over, and we'll see you in 10 years. <laughs> 10 that's, years? That's honesty about your team. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I've been a fan for so long. I know that we're bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I get what I get what the shark is choking on. I get it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> you need some new chum there, huh? Yeah. For sure. All right. Oh, and man. who's your favorite hockey lady? I think you mentioned her earlier in the podcast, but uh, I might be wrong. Shannon Sebados is probably one of my top. Um, Kendall Coyne, of course, for her speed and just she's an overall badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course, because I have to, uh, Hillary Knight because she was, you know, she was brave enough to show off her body in in the Sports Illustrated. <laughs> We're big fans of her here. We envy her yep. abs. Yep. <laughs> and like abs the best are made way. in the kitchen. <laughs> she they... eats right. I wish I had <laughs> yeah. a personal chef. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Callie. Tell everybody where they can follow you on social media, website, if they want to work with you. Um, All us... of the things? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Instagram is definitely my, for the youngins is my biggest one. Uh, it's at coach California, or I just started one at the teeny tendy. Um, so you can follow me on either. If you want to follow me for fitness stuff, you have one. And if you want to follow me for just my goalie journey, you can. Um, and then I also have fit by California is my website. So you can come and get fit with me. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, for coming on and everyone uh, be sure to uh, give her a follow. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.